Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Father's Day is coming up. We're taking up our ad space to remind you that it is Sunday, June 18th. If you like your dad, this is a reminder for you to send a card. If not, you can just go ahead and listen to the rest of this episode, which is not about dads. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Dads. No, wait, hon, wait. Ooh, it's oh, not dads, it's just not, kidding. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's about having conversations that you don't really want to have with your friends. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. Let's hope this episode is funny. Let's do it about <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Okay, here I am on my show. Oh, okay. thank you for having me as a guest on your show, Jen. Trin, yes, it's an honor to have you. I, I've been waiting for you to ask me to guest on Jen Shipping. Okay, Trin, thank you for joining me on Jen Shipping inside the actor's studio. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word. I mean, so are you saying, are, you, are we restricting it to just the curse word or is this, can it be a combination? Any flavor. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I like nautical penis terms such as dick sloop and cock yacht oh. and uh, douche canoe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a penis term, but you, you understand where I'm coming from. Nautical curses. The audience is nodding. They seem to be enjoying this. Thank you. Here's my follow-up question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, that is that is a deep question, and it speaks to uh, the, the the things that I hold dearest in this life, which is um, kindness and justice. Uh, so I, I would obviously want a congratulations from the Lord. I think that everybody everybody would, but I think that that he I would want them to say, "You helped enough." Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wise words from someone whose favorite curse word is cockyot. Thank you for joining me on Jen Shipping inside the actor studio. Again, uh, it was a pleasure even just to be asked to be on. <laughs> um, we have a real podcast for you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this is my little side gig I'm working on. I interview only Trin. Lewis, that's really, really good. I had such a nice time. I don't think I've been an interviewed before like that. Oh. Like I've been interviewed for like projects and stuff, but like nobody has ever asked about me. I would be delighted to. Wanna, There's a lot of other questions I could ask, too, that I knew off the top of my head. I did not Google inside the actor's studio questions. I just knew them. Oh, I really like that. Um, the, so we've been taking questions from our inbox, our email inbox lately. And it's been awesome to have longer questions because we used to take them from our Ask FM and they were like two sentences long. And now people are getting into detail and uh, man, just really good questions lately. Yeah. Thank you for sending. Also, so just some nice notes. Thank you for that. Yeah. We uh, love coming. I get a... I manage a couple different inboxes, and friendshiping is by far my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it is about as easy and fun as it gets. So thank you. And Jen, if we ever get anything negative in our asshole, just don't even tell me about it. Oh, just I won't. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I mean, it could. I guess. Anything's possible. I I'm, mean, once we, once our, I almost said readership. <laughs> once our listen, once our audience gets big enough, anything could happen. Yeah, eventually, you know, as they say, um, any woman on the internet will either be called fat, ugly, or slutty. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Right. I'm sure that's happened. It has happened. Jen, um, this is trend shipping. If oh. you had to pick one to be fat, ugly, or slutty, which would it be? 
Slutty, definitely. Slutty's That's like a compliment. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's what, good. I have sex too much? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ooh, that hurts. Burn. I get too much dick. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Oh, uh, no, I get the D. Oh, bummer. Just harvesting the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Marry, fuck, kill to slutty, fat, or ugly? Oh, wow. Marry, fat. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, like... Some of the most beautiful women I know in this world are fat. Um, slutty fuck, obviously. Yeah, of course. I feel really bad saying kill oh, ugly, man. but like I definitely feel that beauty is extremely subjective and that um, I have a preference towards people who are facially interesting. Absolutely. You do like uh, like Matt Smith? Yeah. And like Shirley Manson, I think is really, really hot, though a singer from Garbage. Uh this is wildly off topic, but I feel like we know each other so much better. I know. And perhaps our audience, too, knows us better. I think so. This has been trend shipping. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so uh, let's just go right into the first question. Yeah, let's because let's do a real podcast. We're, in, we're on a roll of answering questions. Should I do it? Oh, yeah. I recently had a relationship end amicably, although not entirely mutual on my part. I'm doing okay with it, and my friends are being super supportive, but every time I look a little down, someone hits me with a, how you doing, okay? I love them, and I'm thankful they're looking out for me, but when they ask, the whole thing hits me like a ton of bricks. What's a good way to diffuse the situation so that they don't feel bad for asking, and I don't feel bad to be asked? Oh, man. So Jen took the lead on our, uh, we do some, we jot some notes before the episodes, and man, for me, for this question, this is a tough one for me. Like, uh... It, I, I don't want to say this person is rejecting help because that sounds mean and bad and that what they're doing is not mean and bad. They're just making uh, their needs are different than their friends are interpreting them. Exactly. Their friends' hearts are in the right places, it sounds like. Right. And I'm glad this person has support in the ending of their relationship. Yeah, this is a tough one, though, because like the biggest solution to diffusing this is actually trying to prevent it before it comes up like if there's a way to get your friends off the hook from asking like is there a way to send a secret text or a dm or something right before you see your friends and you're like oh by the way we don't need to talk about the breakup or i need a night off from thinking about the breakup can can you do me a favor i don't really want to talk about it oh i like that i need a night off yeah a just, lot i just need a break from thinking about it yeah uh, and I think that a friend would also respond to that, like, in a really helpful way, saying, like, oh, good, I can be the distraction. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When my friends are are down, one thing we kind of offer each other is, like, a like a list. I probably stole this from you, Trin. This is such a good idea. From oh, like, I stole it from Max. Oh, really? Yeah. Good job, Max. Right? It's like, um, it's like one, things I can do. One, talk to you about it or listen to you talk to about it. Uh, two. Do neither of those things and instead be the distraction. Or three, do a mix. We can talk about it for five minutes and then we're going to spend the rest of the night forgetting about it. Like, you can tell your friends what you need. I strongly agree with that. I mean, I think that even saying like a blanket statement of I'm now in the phase where I don't want to talk about it. Oh, yes. That is so good. Like like you're, you're turning the page into the new chapter of like, OK, so the being sad and talking it through part is over. And now I just want to watch movies. Now it's time to live the rest of my life. Right. Um, and also like I, so on the other side of this coin. Um, so, so the example that the asker gave was like, how are you doing, bud? You know? Yeah. And the thing is, is that that might not necessarily be a reflection of the relationship. They might not be asking about that. Like, yeah, it says every time I look a little down. So they might they might like secretly or privately be thinking about the breakup or maybe not. Yeah. Like they might just be asking how you're doing. 
So it's such a good point. Right. You might just be looking down. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm not going to say like that that doesn't suck and that they're reacting in the correct way. Uh, but it might be more innocent than you even think. They might literally just be asking you how you're doing. You might have resting sadness face. Oh, that is a real symptom of yeah. a real thing. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Do you? I think I do. Sad face? Maybe it's just be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She just busted. It did not look sad. That looked like like I think a murder, resting murder face. Yeah, there was fire behind that. <laughs> Jen, so I don't feel like you've got resting sadness face as much as you have an incredible poker face. Oh, thank you. You yeah. really do. Nothing's going on. No, I just have ice water in my veins. I'm a community manager. It's really hard to get. Ice cold nerves of steel. I've never been so in awe of Jen. Aww, <laughs> this is so great. That's really cute. Uh, I think I've got um, resting confused face. Oh, that's adorable. I think like resting puzzled face. Yeah. Which is perfect for you because the world, and I mean this as a compliment, often confounds you. Yes. As it should because it like human beings, you're very thoughtful and Thank that you. means you're often confused by the world. And that is my in my face. Yeah. I've got yeah. resting confused face. I love it face. though. Yeah. So this person may have resting sadness face. Um, and I'm only, I'm not trying to like turn this around on the asker. I'm just saying like try and uh, and when you move on from this and you say like, hey, I'm going to be in the distraction phase. If they still ask you, just bear in mind that it might actually not be about the relationship. It might just be they're asking. Very true. And they, if you leave the phase where you do want to talk about it again, you're probably going to have to speak up. Right. Because if I was told by my friend, I'm in the phase where I don't want to talk about it, I would not bring it up. Right, right, I right. Would not, I would not think to double check like, hey, do you still, are you still in that phase? No, I would not be that thoughtful. So you have to, you have to wave and shout if you are willing to talk about it. Yeah. Someone. I like the word phase because it implies that it may be temporary. Mm-hmm. So that uh, maybe there will be a time where you do want to talk about this again. And if you don't want it to be that open-ended, you could use a different word. But the idea is moving on. Yeah, the word phase implies that it's a process, too. And I really think it is. It is, yeah. I mean, you might not, even if you feel so sure right now that you never want to talk about it again, I think leaving the door open to potentially talking about it again, especially because your friends are such a good support for you. Um, I mean, this question made me happy in a way, too, because, like, you're definitely going through a shitty rough time. But, like, holy crap, good support. People are asking. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. So when they do ask you, like, in the moment, like, you're not able to send that secret text that's like, hey, I'm in I'm in this phase right now. Where I don't want to talk about it. If you're not able to do that, um, the first thing that I would say, this is how I would handle it. I would put on my best podcast voice, my best theater voice, and I would say, thank you for asking. I'm not in the mood to talk about it, but thank you. That was very kind. Oh, that was really good. Just because... It's kind of like faking it till you make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like acknowledging that your friend is doing something nice while making your needs known. And I'll be real. It might take a couple of tries until that feels natural. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot, too, because it's... Um, so you remember when we were talking, I think it was maybe last week or the week before, about how the easiest way to wrap up a compliment yes. is just to say thank you. So I think that the, that's the same for this, is that if you were to say something like, eh, I don't want to talk about it, um, then they'd be like, oh, something's wrong. I'm going to double down. Oh, my God. Like, hey, man. Like, tell me you can you can talk about it to me, yeah. man, <laughs> like come in for a bro tap hug. So That's like so true. So thanking them for doing the nice thing wraps up their need to help really, really succinctly. Exactly. It kind of like puts a little bow on the tiny conversation. Absolutely. I like it a lot. Um, And I mean, honestly, like I, if it gets to the point where they're being heinous about it, then what? Like, oh, I, like if they're pestering. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I know you'll just feel better if you talk about it. Oh, I hate that. Isn't that gross? It's like, 
for me, often talking about it makes me feel worse. Yeah. I, I would mean, say, like, I pay people for that. <laughs> Jen, that is so good. I literally hire a professional to talk to. So, like, until you get that degree, yeah. like, I don't need to hear she from you. She charges $120 an hour. So, what's your rate? <laughs> inv- are you going to invoice me for this conversation? It's incredible. Oh, God. I, I strongly doubt it's going to get to this point. But I think that it, saying very clearly that it makes you feel bad when they say that, I mean, that's when you bust that out. Yeah, Trin, a couple episodes ago, you said, I think we were talking about how to talk to children. You said, sometimes you just need to talk in complete sentences. Sometimes you just need to talk in complete sentences. Like right. my instinct would be like, uh, or I don't, I don't know, I don't want to do it. But what you might need to say is, it makes me feel bad to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, and like full stop, period. That's it. That is, Jen... You really nailed this question. What? I think I say this like once every couple episodes. It's very sweet of you. But like uh, I really was not sure how to handle this. And I feel like you held my hand and guided me through to the answer. Oh, my gosh. It's true. We took a journey together. We did. I, I feel weird saying that I feel wrapped up about this. So let's not. Oh. Let's make it worse. Uh, what? If- <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's dig down. Okay, what if... Well, what if it's somebody that, that this person doesn't know very well? I was just going to say that. What if it's for gossip reasons? Oh. What if it's like, so what happened? Mm. Are you okay? But like, they actually want to know the, the dirty details because those people come out of the woodwork. Yeah, they there do. There are people that are very attracted to bad news. Me. I, <laughs> I love gossip. Give me your drama. My life is way too normal right now. <laughs> Like, I had a very dramatic life for a little while, and then this past year, it's been really even keel, and I'm, like, just like, fuck, I need to turn on some Dawson's Creek, some OC. I need a little bit of this. Oh, did you watch the OC? I, so I uh, peripherally watched the OC. My uh, college roommate loved the OC, Mm -hmm. and we play it in our uh, dorm room, like, every night, and this is back when we just had, like, a TV plugged into the wall, and I remember uh, should I? T- I'm going to tell you the yeah, stupid story. This is so off topic. Um, but I remember they were playing a Bright Eyes song in one of the episodes. Did I tell the story already? No, but I'm, I remember I owned all the soundtracks. So. Oh, there we go. Um, so I was a huge fan of Desa Parasitos, which is uh, Connor Ober's other band. That's like a rock band that was like anti-capitalism and stuff. And so I sent a, a, an email to Saddle Creek being like, this is garbage. Your bright eyes is on the OC and it, exp- it, it exposes how you're, you really just like are in for the money and like blah, blah, blah. And I sent this like email over and it was actually it was actually not that unkind, but it was definitely like, oh, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Connor Oberst emailed me back at two in the morning. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it turned out that uh, they donated the money that they got from the OC to, like, this project out in uh, Nebraska for, like, saving green spaces. Oh, my God. He might have, like, completely made that up. But, like, it was quite a moment. And I'm. this is why I'm really mad I can't get back into my college email address because I would totally. Shit, isn't that funny? That's incredible. I'm impressed he replied himself. I know. Well, this was like way back in the fucking day. And also, it could have been somebody responding That's as true. him. Like, good. For, uh, speaking as a community manager, good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is the correct way to handle that. Also, good fucking job, Trin. Put him on the spot. Oh, my God. It, yeah. was, such a, it was such a garbage thing. Like, so I truly believe that musicians should be able to make money, you know? like Make a living. Right. And, and, like I, and I get it. Like, it was like a punk band or whatever. But, like, you know, he's part of a record label. It's, but, but you were in college and this meant something to you. <laughs> oh, and Jen. I just love that. You spun it around to make me sound much nicer than I am. Thank you. <laughs> God, the things I would do to read that email. 
I want that you said. Too. I don't care what he said. I want to know. Man, oh, it was it was stupid. Any hackers out there? No, please don't. <laughs> please leave me alone, hackers. <laughs> so the gossip hounds, the gossip hounds, they might be wanting to know what the hell happened with the breakup. Yeah, and you could just. I think that really. So I'm afraid that if you're like, hey, back off, they'll be like, oh, there's drama there. Oh, I smell the smoke. There's a fire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's get in on this. That would be me. Um, So uh, I think that the same same thing applies, you know, just putting on that poker face and saying, honestly, I don't really want to talk about it. Say it over and over again if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat yourself because it make they will feel dumber and dumber if you have to repeat the same sentence calmly. I don't feel like talking about it. I don't feel like talking about it. I don't feel like talking about it. Like, like, what are they going to do to that? If they argue with that, they will come across very badly. Yes. Isn't that what anyone wants? <laughs> to to make... make another person look bad? <laughs> oh, I really like it. Man, I don't know what I would do if I were in this asker's position. Now that we're thinking about, like, all kinds of different people attacking them from all angles. Because, I mean, that's that can be what it feels like if you go through something that's hurtful and then everybody's asking you. Yeah, it can definitely feel like an attack. I relate to this asker because for a long time, and I sometimes I still do this, but not, it's a phase, just like a phase, like you were talking about. Um, whenever someone would ask me a certain topic, I would cry. Oh, no. <laughs> I would just cry. Like, uh, they would be like, hey, Jen, how, oh, oh, no, Jen, you're crying already. What happened? Hey, Jen, oh, why are you no. crying in this restaurant? <gasps> wow, you're crying all the time now. Oh, no. And uh, I hate crying in front of people. And it is not, it is not because the emotion I'm ashamed of, like, um, I, I'm, it's, it's not. I don't think it's that embarrassing, personally, even though I can understand why other people. Um, but I don't like crying in front of people because of what it does to my face. Like, I am not a cute crier. Like, there are cute criers. There are. Okay, have you ever seen Amy cry? No. She spurts tears like an anime character. Oh, my God. And it's adorable. And then in five seconds, it's all gone, and she's, like, back to her perfect makeup. And I'm not like that. For me, like, I get red and snotty and my face looks like like a Picasso and, like, gives me, I could get bad headache after I cry because I get dehydrated. Like, oh, I'm a wow. real mess. So my point is, being asked about this sucks and ask her, your issue is very common. Hey, at least you're not crying. Yeah. The, the question didn't mention crying. Whenever I feel any emotion at all, my face sweats. Oh. And then my glasses slide off. Oh. So there, we were one time at a show. I don't remember what it was, but people were like congratulating me on something over and over again. And I could not keep my glasses on my face. It was so lame. I was just, <laughs> it's the nerdiest like gesture you can make is pushing your glasses up your nose. I love it. I was like, so I get red and then my face gets like greasy and, and sweaty. And I'm just holding on my glasses and being like, please stop. Please stop <laughs> making me an emotional. Uh, so I guess for the audience here, not the asker, uh, you know, just like, you know, make sure that you've got the all clear before you go on and asking questions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are different levels of friendship. Yeah, that's true. Your people should you should probably assess before you ask about the breakup ten times. Right. Cool. Or maybe you should just say, "Hey, we don't have to talk about this, but I want you to know my door's open if you do." That's so good. Like you know, don't for don't asking the question could feel like an affront. I was seriously just thinking to myself, I wonder what a good way to ask somebody about their rough situation. Like, how would you approach that? And I think that not directly asking the question, but making clear, like you said, like, oh, this door is open, this light is on. Right. That's really good. Yeah. And be honest about what you can do. Like, you might say, hey, uh, 
I've been married for 600 years. I haven't been through a breakup in a long time, but I am here to listen. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, that was good. Yes. Should we do the next one? Yes. Read it up. I will. Hey, Jen and Trin. Hey. Hello. I have a friend from college who lives a long way away, and we haven't kept up our friendship the way we did before. In the last few years, we both have been increasingly concerned about politics and how they affect us and other minorities. A lot of really great conversations have come from this, but it also feels like we only ever contact each other when we want to talk about the most recent news in racism, sexism, or cultural appropriation. How do I foster the other parts of our friendship when there's so much to talk about? I just don't want to wear this friendship down. What a dope friend to have, though. I was just thinking that as soon as I read it the first time. I was like, this is a pretty cool friendship already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, that's cool that you reconnecting with a friend from college over issues that you care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tons of friendships are based on mutual interests. And if you guys connect on a deep level intellectually, that's rare and really cool and really awesome. Uh, And I can only imagine that because you feel so comfortable around each other and agree on certain things that there are other things that you have in common. Yeah, I mean, you, you know you value the same things. And that is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, This is another one of those um, that you have to be the start of the change because it's a break from business as usual. Yeah. Perfectly said, Trin. Yeah. You have to be the change you want to see in the friendship and you're going to have to initiate it. And we can we can go over some ways of like how to do that, like some scripts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's honestly as simple as Jen was saying this earlier. So actually, I would love for you to quote yourself. Oh, hell yeah. Always. This is like retweeting myself. If you have like just a fleeting, silly thought throughout your day that you are like maybe about to tweet, text it to them instead. Like, you know, you know, it's, you just be so random about it. (laughs) It could be something completely inane. Like, I have such an urge for pancakes right now. (laughs) Or like, I can't get out of this comfy bed. My cats are so cute. Those kinds of things start conversations because it gives you a peek into the the other person's daily life. And those are reasons why those like goofy inane things uh, make good tweets is because like everybody has a sudden intense urge for pancakes every now and again. Yeah. And if they post like if you follow them on Instagram or whatever and they post something not about politics and I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. Or like a picture of their cat or whatever it is, like you can take that thing you saw and turn it into a text conversation. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this is about you both accepting each other as not just the big, beautiful brains that you are, but as like. (laughs) I want to know your body. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love each other for your bodies. Uh, Make it more physical. No, don't do that. Uh, I mean, unless you want to. That's a different different question. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like get hot and heavy if you'd like to. However, um, what we're saying is uh, basically acknowledge the, the full humanity of the other person. Share a little cute webcomic, like something that makes you happy. Talk about your childhood. Um, there was this incredible tweet uh, today from this user, Tom Bomp, on Twitter that I loved. Um, does anyone else remember when they first got the internet and the first thing they visited? I love that. I love it. Like, I mean, even just saying like, oh, I saw this like really cute question on Twitter today. I'm wondering what your answer is. Um, that can start a conversation that, and we know Everything is touched by politics. Everything is touched by uh, uh, our, our interpretations of race and sex and society. Like those are all interconnected. Uh, but it is really OK to shut that down and talk about how you can't wait for blueberry season. Oh, that's lovely. I can't. Yeah. I could eat three pints of blueberries a day. Oh, your tummy. 
Uh, I've got an, a vegan yeah, like innards of steel. Like I could shit out anything. You could shit out a flower. Uh, truly, you'd be fine. I'm a compost heap inside of myself. <laughs> I guess what we're driving home at is you can tell your friend like, I'm going to take the night off of political ang- anger. Yeah, send me three things that make you happy. Yeah, and we know it's a privilege to be able to say I'm taking the night off of politics, but like you don't have to say that. You can say I don't want to be angry tonight. Let's talk about something fluffy. And you are allowed that. Absolutely. And it, it, there is a small chance that they might react negatively. And then you know that your friendship is limited to your intellectual conversations. And that's okay. It's like having a friend that you go out to the club with. It's like having friends that are in your band. It's like those friends you interact with in that particular way, and that's not wrong. That's so true. Man, I was going to say something. What was it? Oh, they probably won't react negatively. Oh, I totally agree. They might not. It might not be a conversation that gets up and running as easily as your political discussions. And that doesn't mean you're like bad at conversations that they don't want to get to know you. It probably just means they don't have the fire and anger and passion like they do for the terrible things that are happening in the world. And understandably so. Right. So much of our energy, I think nowadays, um, for people who pay attention to this kind of thing, um, so much of our energy is being taken up just by surviving, by keeping up to date with the news, by paying attention to how everybody around you is hurting. And it can feel sometimes like it's selfish to let go of that, of keeping up. Uh, but it's not. Um, it's kind of like Jen said in a, in a previous episode that We need you to fight, but we need you to have the strength to fight. And if you are wearing yourself down with this friendship uh, and just always having these intellectually and emotionally intense conversations, that's not necessarily healthy for you uh, unless you're doing it in small doses. Agreed. You know what a a jumping out question you could ask? You could ask if they have read any good books lately or any listen to any good podcasts lately. And you can say, but I'm not looking for more political stuff. Yeah. Like any non-political podcast you're listening to right now? Yeah. Or, hey, why don't you recommend friendshipping? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just a thought off the top of my head. Oh, I love that. Smash that like button. (laughs) That's a thing kids say to her and you wouldn't know. Do they? Us 19-year-olds say, like, uh, subscribe, retweet, instead of saying goodbye now. I I don't understand young millennials. Yeah, well... Too bad. You're the future. Yeah, we are the future, us 18 and 19-year-olds. So I genuinely wonder if there are people who uh, acknowledge the fact that you are 19 years old. Why wouldn't they? Because <laughs> I'm wise beyond my years? Yes, you're like the doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm like, it's like I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm delighted. I can't wait until your drinking age. I'll take you out to the club. Oh, I can't wait. Jen, I would like to close off this conversation by asking you, can you list three things that make you happy? Oh, I love that. Because I, w- I want to give an example conversation of a non-political conversation for this person to have. Great. Okay. Three things that make me happy. One, I'm growing strawberries and they're actually growing. Oh my God. There's a couple of re- little, red, little red boys. <gasps> I picked one off and ate one the other day. It was sweet as hell. You ate your own son. Oh, yeah. Your own beautiful red son. Uh, number two. Uh, in the morning, my dog is always happy to see me. It's like, she's like, oh, my God, you're still here. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. so great. Like, <gasps> let's go outside. Like, yeah, this is so cool. I love it. Uh, number three, <laughs> recording friendshipping with my best buddy, Trent. Oh, 
Oh, Jen. <laughs> okay, now you go, you go, you go. Three things that make me happy. Um, so the first thing I thought of was um, my my gigantic dumb orange cat. Um, he greets me at the door like a dog every day. Like he runs up to the door and then he flops over on his tummy, I mean on his back and like wants me to like give him pets and stuff and purrs real loud, uh, which I love. And I love my other cat too, but like that's just what I'm thinking about right now. Uh, two things that I love. I love being alone. <laughs> I literally spent the entire Memorial Day weekend inside of my apartment and talking to nobody, and it was the best. I'm happy for you. It was exactly what I needed. I just had tea and alone, and it was beautiful. Uh, and the third thing that makes me happy, I, I hate to do this, Jen, because I feel like this is very cheap, but uh, recording friendshiping with my best buddy, Jen, like, honestly, like, sets off the rest of my week to be a really, like, wonderful experience, because I think back to the time that we had, and I get excited about the next time we're going to post an episode. I love it. It's good. I love listening to our voices. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really simple for me and Jen, simply because we talk about, like, that a lot. Um, but making it even more specific, like, name three things that would make you really happy right now if I thrust them into your arms. Ooh. Like a puppy or a million dollars or a pizza. Oh, pizza sounds great right now. A puppy sounds pretty great now, too. True that. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think that you'll be able to pull this off. And if you don't, if you can't uh, foster that side of your friendship, that is okay. Let's make that really clear that you can have different friends for different situations and that's not like using them or something weird. It's just... You connect on that specific thing, and that is fine. That is a completely valid and important friendship. Hell yes. So, uh, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to send us a question, please email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Our inbox is, uh, is a little full, but we will definitely get to your question. Even if we don't answer it on the podcast, we'll read it, and we'll be happy to hear from you. We like you. We do like you. If you'd like to tweet um, around us, you can at do friendship. Please like, subscribe, and review. Uh, and uh, remember, Father's Day is Sunday, June 18th. <laughs> it's not that important. I mean, like, not everybody cares about it. But, like, if you do and you miss it, you'll be bummed out. It's the best day of the year. Thank you for talking. <laughs> what? You're, you're welcome for listening. I did that wrong. Do friendship at the problem.